0: Hi everyone. I was watching the video last week and I saw that you could barely see the mountain. I think there was one frame where the the clouds went away and you could see the great big mountain behind me. That's Mount Tom and it's just beautiful. So I thought I would reposition the camera and get more of the park and the mountain. Anyway, I hope you like the view. Today we're going to be talking about the subject, beggars can't be choosers. Welcome back everyone. I just wanted to welcome you to this week's study on beggars can't be choosers. This idea was born out of something that one of my mentors posted in his blog. He was talking about how aggressive Jesus actually was and is and that's not what we're gonna talk about but I wanted to, to extract something that he mentioned in his blog. He was talking in particular about the Syrophoenician woman or the Canaanite woman that went to Jesus and begged for him to heal her daughter. And this is the story where the disciples say, you know, send her away. And Jesus says, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And it's not good to take the children's meat and give it to the little dogs, right? You know the story. So this story, we're going to pick it up in Matthew and in Mark. And we're going to look at two little things that are very, very important. So this story picks up in Matthew chapter 15 and verses 21 through 28. Verse 21, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. So that's the first telling, the first rendition of this story that we're going to look at. Remember, the title of our message today is Beggars Can't Be Choosers. Now, in this particular telling of this story, we don't see any begging, but we do see that the woman worshipped him. Now, first of all, let me deal with this. This this whole passage has always kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I didn't understand. So what Jesus is doing is he's actually dealing with two different people at the same time. He's dealing with this woman who's begging for her daughter and he's dealing with his disciples because the disciples are saying, send her away. She's half-blood. She is a Syrophoenician. She's a Canaanite. She's not a Jew. So she's, she's not what they would consider worthy of the healing of Jesus Christ. And so what Jesus does when he says, I was sent first to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and it's not good to take the children's meat and give it to the little dogs. What he is saying is basically he's he's kind of chiding the disciples and pointing out their racism oh yes well i was only sent to you because you're the only ones good enough is kind of what he's doing that doesn't really come across in the red letter print here in the bible but if you understand the spirit of the living god and understand the nation of israel and the racism that was rampant not just outside of Israel, but also within Israel at the time, you'll understand this verse to mean something different than what it appears to mean on the pages. So what Jesus is doing is he's saying, oh, well, you're the only ones worthy. I can't at all do this, right? So so that's, that's that, but that's not our issue. The issue is this woman. So we see that she came and she worshiped Jesus. And when she was worshiping, he didn't even answer her. The Bible says he didn't answer her a word. And that's pretty profound. You know, there was a huge movement in probably the middle 80s and beginning 90s I'd say for people to start confessing correctly and keeping their words right especially in the charismatic um, bodies of Christ they would say oh you can't say this you can't say that and then there was kind of this morphing this shifting of not asking God for anything but praising him for everything but never coming to him with a desire just saying oh I thank you that you've already done this but when you have a need you, you didn't actually come to him, you just worshiped him for already meeting the need, just worshiping him. This word worship in Matthew 15 refers to her kneeling down, her humbling herself before him and acknowledging that he is Christ, that he can do this, that he is her healer and he doesn't say a word and he definitely doesn't heal her daughter. That's really profound because I, as a member of the charismatic movement, as a, as a charismaniac Have seen lots of others like me that just don't ever ask God for anything they just worship him for things and we can see from the scripture that that's not really what got her her answer because let's face it We need answers, and this woman was desperate. She needed an answer. So she's worshiping him. She humbles herself before him. Let's look at the same situation in the Gospel of Mark, and let's see if we can piece together the answer as to why she didn't get her answer at first, and then she got her answer. Let's see if we can unpack this. So turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter seven, verses 24 through 30. Mark chapter seven, verses 24 through 30. Verse 24. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon and he entered a house and wanted no one to know it, but he couldn't be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs... And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, go your way, for the demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out, and her daughter was lying on the bed. So in this particular gospel rendition of this story we don't find the disciples as much chiding Jesus saying get her away from us she doesn't deserve it this and that and the reason for that is because it's already in Matthew and and Jesus is putting a different spin on it here when he speaks through Mark as an author and I want to point out this business of kept asking Um, it says that she kept asking Jesus And that in the original King James, I'm reading from the new King James, but in the original King James, that is the term begging. So what we have is that she worshipped him at first and then she kept asking him or she began to beg him. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever begged anyone? My guess is your first instinct is to say no but I can tell you that almost every female that I've ever met in my life has begged someone for something. Now they wouldn't put it that way, but it's absolutely true. I'm absolutely guilty of this. Every, all of my daughters are, my mother is, every female that I know is. What happens is they come and they, they put somebody on a pedestal. They say, oh, well, you're so wonderful. You're so great and you can do this. And then they get no response. And then they start begging them. And they and what this looks like is they start with tears, you know, and they start crying and saying, well, don't you love me and da, da 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 all this stuff, and don't you love my this and don't? That's what this woman is doing. And essentially, begging with tears like that is a manipulation. I know that you don't think it is, but it absolutely is. It was on my part, it is on my children's part. It is on this woman's part. She is trying to manipulate God into giving her what she wants and God will not be manipulated. Now, does that mean that she couldn't get what she wanted from God? Absolutely not. But people are so convinced that they can't just come boldly to God that they have to beg him, that God doesn't respect that he that is us trying to manipulate God. We do it with people and we do it God. So another point I would like to make is this kept asking him thing. This woman kept asking. She was begging. You know, and the Bible says that we're supposed to keep knocking, keep seeking, you know, keep asking. And people get really confused. They think, well, I have to ask him for healing. I have to ask him for healing. So this woman was within her rights to keep on going. That's what God told us to do, to keep knocking, to keep asking, to keep seeking. And that's not what that means. That means to keep it as a lifestyle. In other words, if I ask my husband, sorry, the wind is in my hair. If I ask my husband, baby, would you give me a glass of water? And he goes to the cabinet gets out the glass, pours the water and hands it to me. And I have the glass in my hand. And then I say to him, baby, would you give me a glass of water? And I say it to him over and over. How obnoxious would that be? It would be really obnoxious or if he put it on the table in front of me and I didn't realize it to keep asking him he would get annoyed with me very quickly and that's exactly what Jesus goes through he's provided certain things for us and we keep asking him because we don't actually acknowledge that we have those things sitting on the table right in front of us so when God says keep asking keep seeking keep knocking he's not talking about asking for the same thing over and over again he's talking now that there is an exception to that with salvation of your loved ones, I'm not going to get into that, but in, for the most part, when you ask God for something, you ask once for that thing, and then you thank Him because He has already given it to you. Now, there are things in the Bible that He's already given to you that you need to manifest. For instance, healing. You don't need to go say, God, please heal me, because he's already healed everybody. He said, in First Peter 2, 24, he said, by his stripes you were healed. Were implies past tense. Therefore, he's already healed you. In that situation, you thank God for his healing power, and then you speak to the issue. So why would you speak to the issue? What gives you the authority to speak to the issue? Look at Isaiah, chapter 45, verse 11. Chapter 45, verse 11 says says that we're supposed to command the hands of God concerning His work. Concerning what He's already done, we are supposed to command His hand. He's already healed us. He's already prospered us. He's already blessed us. We're not really commanding God, as it were. We're commanding what He's created to obey Him, okay? He's created healing in my body. And when I find something in my body that is not healed, that's not presenting symptoms or signs of being healed, I command it to manifest. I command the healing to manifest. And God said that we're supposed to do that. So back to our story of the Syrophoenician woman. Why did she get her daughter delivered at the very end? The reason why is because she said, yes, I may be a dog, I'm gonna eat anything that they leave over. I'm gonna eat any crumbs that's left over. That's fine, I don't have to take of them, but I have my own relationship with you and I'm in your, in your house and I'm under your table and I'm gonna take anything that's left and I will take it and anything that's left is good enough, it's enough. And that's her boldness, and she got bold and she got a little bit of an attitude, like, hey, I can do this, this is mine, You haven't kicked me out? I'm your child? Because Jesus said, let it go to the house of Israel first. He didn't say, let it go to the house of Israel only. And she picked up on that. And she allowed the boldness on the inside of her to rise up and immediately, and Jesus said immediately for this saying, your daughter has been delivered. It was immediately. So beggars can't be choosers, but choosers can be choosers, right? When you beg, you're not gonna get anything but all you have to do is go to the Word of God when you have an issue see what God says about it thank him for what he's already done and then command the works of God's hands his healing his prosperity his deliverance his whatever to manifest you're not really commanding God you're commanding his works to manifest because sometimes this sinful fallen world goes in rebellion to God and that doesn't just include the hearts of man but it includes our bodies it includes our finances it includes our peace it includes our very lives that find themselves rebelling against the name of Jesus and against the provision that God has already made so I hope you've enjoyed this video sorry my hair is all crazy and the wind's blowing but at least you get to look at Mount Tom just listen to me and look at Mount Tom if you can't stand it anyway I'm going to wrap it up for now hope to see you next week Remember I love you, but most importantly, Jesus loves you.